Hello, and welcome to Embracing Abundance. I'm your host, Peyton Clark, and I truly believe that each one of us, especially you, holds the potential for abundant living. Together, we'll dive into physical health, nutrition, mental wellness, spiritual growth, and financial wisdom. I'm devoted to unpacking the knowledge behind these areas, giving you tangible takeaways for everyday life. Each episode draws you closer to understanding how to live a life full of abundance. So whether you're sipping on your morning coffee, on a long drive, or winding down for the day, let's journey towards unlocking your fullest potential. It's very hard to pursue what we love if we don't believe in and love ourselves. How can you expect to find real happiness, real joy, and real passion when you're constantly talking down to yourself all the time? I really am so excited to dive into this episode because of how impactful this topic is for changing our perspective on life and also ourselves. We've all been guilty of that inner negative talk at some point, but the truth is, The way that we talk to ourselves shapes our entire world, it shapes our happiness, our relationships, even our health. If we're constantly dumping on ourselves, we're not only making life harder, we're actually missing out on the joy and the fulfillment that we truly deserve. So in today's episode, we're not just going to talk about why we fall into this pattern, we're also going to dive into the real practical strategies to transform that inner voice from a critic to a cheerleader. We'll also explore how to replace those harmful words with self-compassion, how to genuinely care for ourselves, and how to cultivate a more loving and forgiving relationship with ourselves. This isn't about pretending that everything's perfect, everything's rainbows and butterflies. It's really just about being kinder to ourselves in all phases of life. It's about building a life filled with abundance where we don't just crave happiness and love. We actually live it. We actually have it. So stick with me because it's time to change the narrative and start treating ourselves with the love and respect that we deserve. So now that we've established why this topic matters so deeply to all of us, let's dive into the heart of the matter. So there are three essential areas we need to understand in order to move us from self-criticism to self-compassion. First, we need to understand the patterns of self-criticism and understand where it actually comes from, where it stems from, so that we can break the cycle of negative self-talk. In our culture, there's immense pressure to be perfect, to look perfect, to act perfect, to have the perfect body, the perfect hair, the perfect skin. And magazines, social media, celebrities, models, and even friends and family can unknowingly contribute to this need to meet these impossible standards. Because we are surrounded by these standards on practically a daily basis, we begin to compare ourselves, we begin to pick out our flaws, and really just dwell on those flaws because the girl you saw on social media doesn't have what you feel like you have and what you feel like is not perfect. We focus on what's not good about ourselves which only leads to these negative thoughts or to hating a certain part of who we are or picking our body apart in the mirror or crying when we step on a scale. But what we seem to forget is that these celebrities or these models, yes, they are beautiful, they're gorgeous, but a lot of them are very unrealistic. We also don't really know what's going on behind the scenes or internally. Are they being edited to look a certain way? Are they practically starving themselves to stay thin? Are they faking a smile, but they're really battling something on the inside? You just never know what's happening. You only see what they're putting out externally. Childhood experiences, past failures, or traumatic events might also play a role in how we view ourselves because we adopt these critical voices as our own. We internalize them. Maybe that means that you grew up with a mom that did every single diet in the book or that 
only ate almonds and salads. And so therefore you adopted those habits and that mindset as your own. You developed an unhealthy relationship with food and started labeling foods as good or bad. Or if it's a childhood bully telling you that maybe you were too fat and to stop eating or that you were too skinny and to eat a burger or that you were stupid or ugly or would never have any friends. At such a young age, we don't know any better than to believe that. And if we don't know that that's not actually true, that perspective carries on with us throughout our entire adult lives until we start to break it. And sometimes it's just a mental habit. We just get so used to putting ourselves down that it becomes our default reaction. It's just like any other bad habit. It's very hard to break, but when we realize how it's affecting our health and our perspective on ourselves and the opportunities that we may or may not have, we can start to work on breaking that habit. Now let's talk a little bit about the impact that self-criticism has on our well-being. So continual self-criticism leads to a bunch of different emotional issues. Anxiety, depression, and low self-esteem are often linked to a persistent negative inner dialogue. And when you have self-esteem, low self-esteem, you don't feel like you're worthy. And that can really just impact your ability to develop friendships or romantic relationships. It can also impact opportunities that come your way. Maybe there's a job that you really want to apply to, but you tell yourself you can't do it. And so you miss out on an opportunity that should have been yours. It's very hard to pursue what we love if we don't believe in and love ourselves. How can you expect to find real happiness, real joy, and real passion when you're constantly talking down to yourself all the time? It even affects our physical bodies. Stress hormones like cortisol can wreak havoc on our physical well-being when we're constantly beating ourselves up, which can make it actually harder to lose weight. And if you're constantly under stress, it can lead to high blood pressure, low libido, intestinal issues like bloating and constipation. This kind of negative talk can really just snowball and harm our physical bodies, not just our mental health. And the prevalence of self-criticism isn't a secret. Many women experience it. Obviously, you wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't experience it in some point in your life. I have struggled with this personally for years and truthfully still do. But the uplifting part is that it's conquerable. Therapists, psychologists, and self-help experts have devised strategies to overcome this. And it's so important to understand that you are not alone and you do not have to fight this battle solo. One quote I love is by Louise Hay, and she says, quote, you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving yourself and see what happens. Breaking the cycle of self-criticism starts with awareness and a desire to change. We must recognize that this inner critic is not our true self. It's a voice shaped by our external factors and our past experiences. That's it. As we continue our journey into self-compassion, we might ask ourselves, is this just a feel-good concept, something that would be nice to have but isn't necessarily a priority? Believe it or not, there's actually a substantial body of research that's backing the idea that self-compassion isn't just a nice-to-have, it's actually essential to our well-being and our health. Studies have shown that practicing self-compassion leads to a greater emotional resilience, less anxiety and depression, and an increased ability to cope with life's ups and downs. And if you think about it, with a higher self-confidence and a better perspective of yourself, you're more likely to be a little stable with your emotions and relationships, hardships, any interactions. It's easy to spiral into self-criticism and that just amplifies the pain of difficult situations, which ultimately prolongs our recovery from those hardships. But by practicing consistent self-compassion and positive self-talk, 
you're able to adapt to and recover from distressing situations and feelings a lot quicker. And over time, this means a more balanced emotional life with fewer emotional roller coasters and a great capacity to handle life's challenges. Going along with this, there's also a strong mind to body connection. When we treat ourselves kindly, we are not just feeling better emotionally. Research shows a significant reduction in stress levels, which leads to a calmer mind. Our bodies also respond positively too with lower blood pressure, better immune function, and even improved sleep. And this really just goes to show that self-compassion isn't just a mental practice. It's really a full body experience and can help fix a lot of common issues that we face daily. I can personally say that ever since I started practicing compassion towards myself, I have seen my life change drastically. My view on what I'm capable of achieving quite literally has no limit, and my ability to speak what's on my mind without fear of judgment has drastically improved. My ability to get myself out of an anxious state is a lot better than it used to be. My relationship around food and exercise is the best that it's ever been with no food guilt and never feeling like exercise is a punishment. The list can go on and on, and it all stems from stopping the habit of self-criticism. Now, I am nowhere saying that I have this figured out at all. I still struggle with anxiety and self-doubt practically on a weekly basis, especially when it comes to my work or if I'm in social settings. But I can say that I notice a drastic difference in how my life plays out, how I feel, and how my body reacts when I make positive self-talk and giving myself grace a priority in my life. I'm able to handle my emotions and navigate my mental health so much better than I could have a few years ago. I also have one client of mine in mind that has absolutely excelled when it comes to giving herself grace, freeing herself of self-criticism, embracing self-compassion because it has truly changed her life. Like honestly, when we first started together, she was struggling a lot with low confidence, battling a bad relationship with food, restricting her food and then binge eating, anxiety in social settings, perfectionism, comparison. So we really just went in head first into shifting this mindset, setting journaling and affirmation goals, embracing a balanced approach to her nutrition, ditching the perfectionism mindset and practicing giving herself grace when things aren't perfect. Now, not only has she seen physical improvements, she's actually lost 13 pounds, but she has also been able to truly feel like she can live life feeling free with an increased confidence as well as a better handle on her emotions. And she also hasn't binged in months and that is huge for her. And this really just makes me so happy. I freaking love hearing client wins and just the impact that just a mindset shift can have on your life. And like I said, it just goes to show how extremely powerful the mind really is. So let's discuss a little bit on how you can create a daily self-compassion practice so that you too can start to see these benefits. So the foundation of self-compassion is mindfulness, which is just intentionally practicing being in the present moment, taking a second to breathe and to take in the world around you as it is in that moment. And by doing so, you can recognize moments when you're hard on yourself, when you're uncomfortable, when you're anxious, when you're stressed, a lot easier than if you were just to kind of go about your day or keep thinking about the future or keep thinking about the next thing that you have to do. If you just take a second, you'll be able to really understand what's going on around you as well as inside of you. 
During these moments, instead of burying the pain or brushing it aside, you need to acknowledge these feelings. As hard as it may be, as uncomfortable as it is at first, as unnatural as it feels, the simple act of acknowledging your thoughts and feelings is a game changer and the first step of reducing self-criticism. For example, let's say that you look in the mirror and you're not happy with what you see. You start to shame yourself for eating that cookie last night or guilt trip yourself for not running on the treadmill. You start to pick apart every little thing about yourself and all you feel in that moment is how you need to punish yourself with less food or more exercise. You need to go on a diet or you need to stop eating pizza or cut out alcohol. Or maybe you're in a social setting. You're trying to make new friends, but you're nervous and you question everything that you think of saying. And when you do say something, you can't stop thinking about that conversation for hours and even days, feeling embarrassed, feeling stupid, asking yourself, like, why would I say that? They probably thought I was stupid. These are all examples of criticism. And next time you catch yourself talking to yourself like this, I want you to think of a close friend or a loved one. If they were going through what you were facing, what would you say to them? I'm hoping not the things that were said in the scenarios above to yourself. Most people would be uplifting, try to empower them, make them feel reassured and confident. The kind understanding words that you would offer them are what you should offer yourself. And sometimes it's not even about words. It's a warm cup of coffee in the morning, a cozy blanket at night, a gentle hug to yourself, running a bath, a little face mask. These acts, as simple as they are, can be a form of self-compassion. It's about treating yourself with the same care that you'd offer someone you cherish because you have value too, just like the other people in your life have value. So to start putting this into practice each day, here are some routines that I aim to follow daily. So in the morning, you want to start your day with gratitude and affirmations. This can literally be five minutes. It can be one minute. It doesn't have to be a whole little 20 minute ordeal. No, right after waking up, jot down three to five things that you're grateful for. This can be as simple as the birds chirping or the sun shining or having a good night's sleep or being able to eat breakfast this morning. Gratitude really just helps shift your focus from what we lack or what we desire to what we already have and what we appreciate, which eventually just helps us be able to stay in the present moment a lot better and really just have a lot more happiness while we're in the present moment as well. And then you want to go into positive affirmations. So stand in front of a mirror and say something kind to yourself. It can be something about your appearance, your qualities, or an acknowledgement of your efforts. And this could sound something like, I am doing my best, or I am worthy of love and respect, or I am a good leader, or I am beautiful. You want to start off these affirmations with I am dot 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 and then fill in the blank for what you feel like you need to hear, what will be affirming for you. And then in the middle of the day, try if you can to take a mindful break. 10 minutes, even five minutes will do, but you really just want to take a few minutes to do some deep breathing. As you breathe in and out, be mindful of any harsh self-judgment that arises. Let these thoughts come and go without attaching or reacting to them. And then ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? If any negative feelings or self-critical thoughts emerge, acknowledge them without judgment and remind yourself that it's okay to have these feelings and that they don't define your worth. But it's better that you acknowledge them, like I mentioned earlier, so that you are aware of them and then you can move past it. 
And then in the late afternoon, early evening, you want to do a little bit of reflecting and unwinding. This can be five to 15 minutes or even upwards of 30 minutes to an hour, depending on how much time you have. But I would absolutely recommend journaling. So you want to dedicate some time to write about your day. There were moments that you were particularly hard on yourself. You want to write those down. But instead of dwelling on those hard moments, try writing a compassionate response. So for instance, if you noted that you felt inadequate at work, counter it with something like, it's okay to have off days. Everyone does. I'm learning and growing. And you want to make sure that you say something positive with it so that you can con- you can start to get into the habit of saying positive, affirming things to yourself, regardless of the situation that you're in. And then ideally, you want to engage in a self-care activity that you enjoy. This could be reading, could be taking a bath, doing some light stretches, or even just sitting in silence, in peace, in quiet, do some breathing, say a little prayer, whatever it is. The key here is to be fully present and do it with the intention of taking care of yourself. And then at night, you want to just release everything from the day. And this could be five to 10 minutes, but you want to think of any mistakes or shortcomings that happen throughout the day. And you want to whisper to yourself, I forgive myself for this. It's a small gesture, but it paves the way for releasing negative self-judgment. If you're spiritual, dive into that. Or a Christian like I am, I like to dive into the Bible and pray. And then before you go to sleep, think about one moment from the day that brought a smile to your face or a moment where you felt proud of yourself and you really want to just hold on to that feeling. So really just revisit that gratitude. Remind yourself of what you're thankful for and a good moment that happened throughout the day. As we wrap up today's episode on practicing self-compassion, I want to leave you with a few parting thoughts. Each one of us is on their own unique journey filled with its challenges, triumphs, and learning curves. And just remember the same kindness, patience, and understanding that you extend to others should also be gifted to yourself. Embracing self-compassion isn't just a feel-good exercise. It's foundational to our well-being and our overall sense of fulfillment. If you're new to practicing self-compassion, start small. The daily routine that we discuss is just a starting point. You don't have to do all of them. You can cut some out, modify it, make it yours. And most importantly, just stay consistent with whatever you choose to do. Over time, you'll find that the way that you speak to yourself, the way that you treat yourself, that will start to shift. And this shift is going to be life-changing, not just for you, but for everyone else around you. And just remember, each day is an opportunity to treat yourself with the love, respect, and kindness that you so deeply deserve. Thank you for joining me today on Embracing Abundance. It's been a joy sharing this space and journey with you. And if today's episode resonated with you, I'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave a review, share it on social media, or with someone you think would benefit from it. For more insights, daily inspiration, and just more about my life, connect with me over on Instagram at Trainer Payton. Stay inspired, stay abundant, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.